It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Good Saturday morning to you. Walter Reeves has the day off. Ashley Frasca from the traffic team and formerly of the Herman Cain Show in with you today until 9 o'clock. We are taking all kinds of garden questions. Really surprised in the first hour we did not receive A, more questions about grasses because everyone wants to know in the fall you got to be doing something and B, vegetable gardening. So maybe we'll get more of those. Any question, nothing off limits, 404-872-0750. Mickey Gasaway from Pike Nursery in studio today, of course. Happy to have her here. And Winston Eason, formerly county extension agent from Clayton County, Winston. Thanks for coming back. Oh, you're most welcome. So we're having a pleasure. Always fun, isn't it? I mean, you have to have four cups of coffee before coming in here and really getting inspired to begin at 6 a.m. I know it's hard, (laughs) but here we are. I'm still working on my first cup of coffee, which is extremely disappointing. And you've got a Diet Coke, Mickey. I thought I would have been further along by now. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I'm going to drink coffee when I grow up. (laughs) Exactly. However you need your caffeine. We hope you are going to have a great, pretty relaxing weekend and you're alongside us. We also said in the last hour, too, I would love to hear from some open micers. And if you listen to the Eric Von Hessler show during the week, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You open the WSB radio app on your phone and you look for the open mic feature down at the bottom. You can record yourself within about a minute, your name, where you're calling from, and your lawn and garden question if you're too shy to go on the air. Actually, there's no wait time if you wanted to call in now, but we could play that back on the air and give you an answer from our experts. 404 a little more of the traditional way to call the Lawn and Garden Show. Grateful for Scarlett. You've been holding a while from down in Greensboro. Good morning. Hi. Uh, thanks for taking my call. I am uh, in a, I'm new in an older home, and there's some mature, what I'm pretty certain are rhododendron plants, except there's kind of one space where uh, one apparently has died. What I'd like to do is, get a new plant this fall that matches everything and so far i can see the the tight buds of the rhododendron mm-hmm. but i've been waiting about a month or so and they're <laughs> still looking like buds um and i don't know you tell me when they may bloom but is there any way i can use the buds now to kind of cut them open or something and, and figure out what color exactly that's going to be so i can mm. do my best to get an exact match wow i that's think you probably question. got leaf buds and yeah. Of, unless yeah. you've got a fall blooming rhododendron, there are a couple of those, but most of the older rhododendrons are spring bloomers, spring and I don't bloomers, think you've yeah. got bloom buds. Well, it, it definitely is a bud, so it may be a fall bloomer. It could Again, be. I'm, I'm wow. New in the new in the home, so I'm not okay. sure, oh, okay. but I, I think it's sort of a purple fuchsia. There, there's a dark it, purple one that is okay. a fall bloomer. Yeah, but you could you probably could take a chance. Yeah, at this uh, point, I, yeah. I, would, I would harvest a couple and uh, yeah. keep them indoors uh, in a you know a vase yeah. vase uh-huh. for a couple of days and see if they'll open up. Yeah. Okay. So you they, you want the colors look, to match, Scarlett? Yeah, that's the idea. I okay. do because yeah, there's there's kind of uh, there's several of them and just kind of a gap. So at okay. this point, yeah, I'm going to try to match it if I can. Yeah. yeah. And I assume Pike Nurseries would have something like that. We do. We have them in it, it, the fall bloomings. We should have in fall. Does it have a smaller leaf than some of the other rhododendron? Mm, 
Yeah, yeah. Because that one, the one uh-huh. I'm remembering, I'm trying to find it, but it has a smaller leaf than the other ones. The, the mm-hmm. Okay, so if I took a leaf and an, a bud and, you know, I, the best mm-hmm. I can do about color. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Leaf, okay. A leaf and a flower. A leaf probably and a might flower. Help. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for your help. Thank yeah, you. Thank you. And a little bit of bonus information for Scarlett maybe is maintenance of rotos because they, they are pretty low maintenance, but they that are. is the f- a plant you don't want to lose. They're beautiful. Well, Once you've got are. them established, you're so lucky. Yes. Putting mm-hmm. it in the right place. It's right got place. to have good plant drainage. Location. It will not take wet feet. And That's slightly not. acidic soils. Yeah. yeah. yeah and no wet feet. What kind of fertilizer? Uh, Azalea, you know, like um, mm-hmm. the azalea. Uh, rhododendron fertilizer. They found nothing with any lime in it. Okay. And but main thing is just good drainage. That's the key. Good drainage in that area. Great. Good luck with that, Scarlett. That is really fun to move into a house. That's exactly what I was fortunate to do ten years ago. Yeah. Move into a house with an established landscape. And awesome. I mean you literally have to live there for a full year yeah. to yeah. really see what you got. Where oh, things are. Identify some of the plants. Yeah. And, and so I mean, forth. I yeah. have taken so much time, God bless the lady that lived there before me, <laughs> to really keep up her hard work, you know, and keep everything alive. We've moved some stuff around. But I really think I'm going to be the nerd that when we sell that house, I'm going to have it mapped out, like for the next Aww. person. Like, look, there's, you know, like uh, pastas here. Engines. Don't go digging up this. There's a peony here, you know. So, I mean, I, I love that. Scarlet hit the jackpot with a very established landscape. That's great. 404 750 Sam in Brazelton. Good morning, Sam. Good morning. How are you this morning? We are pretty peachy. How are things up there near uh, Jackson County? Doing really good. Really yeah. good. Well, hey, my question is, I planted uh, some Teddy Magnolias about uh, a month and a half ago, and they're doing well. I just wanted to know, um, when should I fertilize those? Because normally I would put those little spikes down in the ground and for my evergreens, and but I'm not sure if I should fertilize them now or wait until the spring or... <coughs> Excuse me. So fertilizing a Teddy Magnolia? I would not use the spikes yeah. <laughs> anyway. I mean, they yeah. just don't do that much good. Most of the fertilizer is needed at the top of the roots on top of the ground. I mean, in the top, what, six inches, six, you think? Four to six inches. Four to six yeah, inches. That's where most so of the roots are. So putting the spikes is not helping. A granular fertilizer around the root zone is a much better idea. Okay. Is, that, uh, is this a good time to put it down, or should I wait till it's green? Uh uh, when did when when did you install the plants? What month? Uh, a month and a half ago. Okay. Yeah, I, I would withhold the fertilizer until spring. Yeah. Unless you okay. use some yeah. sort of root root stimulator or something like that, maybe yeah. you could do that. But uh, you want to make sure they're they're kept mulched and watered. Yeah. And, okay. Um, be prepared yeah. for spring. Um, just a regular ten 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 would be good enough for uh, most of your shrubs and trees. Or okay. a slow-release fertilizer does better. Uh, slow-release is good. <laughs> slow-release is good. Two schools of thought. Slow, yeah, Slow-release is good. The reason I say that is because the nitrogen, when you use 10-10-10, mm-hmm. well, if it rains a lot, the nitrogen oh, sure. is gone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where if the slow-release, it releases a little on bit. a little time. bit longer. So think about uh, that. A little bit more expensive, but... Um, you know, you the frequency of fertilization. So yeah. you're either Team Mickey or you're Team Winston on that one, Sam. I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. And so the frequency and fertilize them, you're saying once every six months or... When they're in active uh, well, growth. If, if, if you're, yeah, right. If you're using the slow-release fertilizers, you probably only need to fertilize maybe once a year for a shrub. Or twice. Yeah, mm-hmm. or okay. twice the most, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
Okay. Sounds good. Hey, thanks so much. You all have a fabulous, fabulous weekend. Thanks, Thank you. Sam. You too. Yeah, it's it's tough to know though. Like if well, actually, <laughs> seven fifteen on the Lawn and Garden Show. So you know, God knows what's rumbling through my head. But my thought there was Sam's question: If you're new to gardening, it, it kind of is tough to tell. Yes, you want to fertilize something when it's actively growing, but something like a tree or a shrub, like someone like me would think, well, it's always doing something. You know, I mean, it's staying alive year round. So. Tell me a little bit more about, you know, you're you're planting things in the fall, like hardwoods and hardy things in the fall, but when do I know when to fertilize? Right. So so basically the rule of thumb, uh, Mickey, uh, uh, will agree on this, is if the plant is actively growing, then it's, you know, it will be able to absorb. The, the root system is active, so it, right. it will absorb. In the fall months, for example, the most plants, uh, depending on soil temperature, it's really not shutting absorbing, you're right. They're shutting down. They're okay. using stored energy to to basically maintain their growth and so forth. Uh, so when the plants are actively growing, that that would be the best time to to. Are you wasting your time it. and money to fertilize when it's not in active yeah, growth? The only would, thing I would say is that, yeah. that the, the second number, the phosphorus in the plant, the, mm-hmm. you know, the numbers have three numbers, nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. The phosphorus is for root growth. It's also for flowering and fruiting, but it's for root growth. And so a lot of plants do a lot of root growth in the wintertime. In in the fall fall and winter. Fall and winter. Mm -hmm. So that's a good time to do something that had a good middle number on it. Just strengthening the roots and helping them get stronger. Okay. Very good. Thank you. See, that's why y'all are here, (laughs) to answer my silly questions. 404-872-0750. I know who does not have a silly question. Mike, traffic trooper, disc golf driver down in McDonough. Good morning. Well, good morning. How's everybody? Yeah, great. <laughs> so I know your question is not silly like mine. What you got, Mike? Well, um, I have two, actually. One is uh, I made the biggest mistake in my landscaping career, and I introduced a plant called hummingbird weed. And it has taken over. Hummingbird and it's well, no matter what I do, I'm having trouble. Three years in a row trying to get rid of it. Is it red and is it a uh, climber? It's a climber, yes, and it looks like a fern almost. Yeah, but it's, it's it has a little red flower. Oh, it's okay. in the it's in the um, morning glory family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's what, going crazy while trying to control it. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to eradicate it, and I would warn everybody: <laughs> please don't plant it. <laughs> uh, does it produce a lot of seeds, or? Yeah. yeah. I don't. It must because it's it's in my front yard now. So it, it's spreading somehow. It must be through seeds, but I, I've never seen seeds myself. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a yeah, vine, uh, right? It's, it's a vine, so you probably could, you know, um, you probably could uh, apply some sort of herbicides, and I would, you know, follow up with some kind of a pre-emergent herbicide too to just kind of keep the uh, the seeds that are in the ground from coming up. Yeah, and those no. are big seeds, so because they're not like a little tiny seed, they're a bigger yeah. seed. So you may see it may take a couple of years to put that pre-emergent yeah. on yeah. it, to keep them from coming out. Okay, now should I? Can I? Like I have um, monkey grass, I have Japanese iris. It's all mm-hmm. in that. Can I spread a pre-emergent over that stuff without hurting it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pre-emergent works Ooh. on seeds, mm-hmm. um, yeah. not established plants. Yeah. Wonderful. Good. All right, and my other question is I have a, I think it's called a Schaflera. Yes, Schaflera, yep. It's a little fella, and it. Um, they suggested putting down a bed of 
gravel on the bottom for drainage. But is that a good idea, or is that does that cause problems? With no the need in it. It's not necessary. It's not no. necessary. It, they did it for drainage, but if you've got a hole in the bottom, you don't need it anyway. Works just as well. That, yep. That's what I was. That's how yep. I felt. So just make sure you have a hole in the in the container. Yep. And it's a clay pot, so. Yeah. yeah. Oh, good. Love it. Well, thank you for the call, Mike. You have a great weekend. Go play some disc golf. I'm standing on hole one now. Thank you. <laughs> oh. Great. We'll talk to you soon. 404-872-0750. This is Lawn and Garden. Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. We'll be right back. It's Scott Slate. Did you know you can listen to Walter Reeves on Saturday mornings on your Amazon Echo or Dot? And me too, weekday mornings. Just say, Alexa, play WSB. And we're on 95.5 WSB. Atlanta's news and talk. Here's Walter. And we're back on the Lawn and Garden Show. Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. A weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. Today it's going to be beautiful. Abundant sunshine, a high of 90, a low around 70. Winds 5 to 10 miles an hour. Not a big deal for your tailgate plans. And tomorrow, Sunday, just a 20% chance of a shower. Very scattered. High of 88, low of 69. A complete weather update comes to you in less than 10 minutes here on 95.5 WSB. And a reminder, shop and save with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Get in-depth local news and details you won't find anywhere else. This Sunday, the AJC digs deeper into how other cities have managed and regulated e-scooters. That and more from your local Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Back to your calls. You've got some great questions this morning. Linda in Atlanta. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. So ginger, is that something you're trying for the first time? No, well, I started growing it last year, and I um, every time I had some organic ginger that I purchased, I would use the very last little knob, and if it had a slight bud to it, I would go ahead and plant it. Now, some of my plantings have come up and, and are thriving, and some didn't come up. So my question was, what's the proper depth to plant these little knobs, and when can I expect to harvest it? Right. Typically, it takes uh, uh, at least um, you know, a greenhouse situation, uh, maybe uh, anywhere from six to eight months to be able to harvest something, to be able to har- harvest that, um, that rhizome. Yeah, but if you're just starting from scratch and you're setting out those tiny little pieces, I would say no more than uh, maybe about an inch or so in the ground. No. Yeah. Okay. And they tend to do better. uh, They tend to do well. They'll do better in um, warm weather or or spring, summer. And if you're starting, if you have a greenhouse, that would probably work best um, for you know establishing a, a a very good crop. Or containers. Containers are good, too. Yeah. Well, I have a raised garden bed that's kind of in the uh, shade because I know that the, they don't really like to be in full sun. But um, And they, they're, I've got several that are just thriving there, and they do die back during the winter, of course. But um, I just haven't been – I haven't wanted to break any pieces off because I thought, well, maybe they need to get really big. When you see them in the store, they're huge, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Any thoughts on that, Winston? Uh, uh, it takes quite a while for you know those uh, those rhizomes to really develop and get real big. Um, but if you're overwintering them, um, I would say you know make sure you're putting out a very thick layer of mulch, um, and um, you might want to make sure that you have good drainage um, during that overwintering period because they can actually rot on you. All right, thank you so much, and thanks for the call, Linda. We'll be back on Lawn and Garden right here on 95.5 WSB.
It's the Lawn and Garden Show with Walter Reeves on 95.5 WSB. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries, your neighborhood garden center, playing in the dirt for more than 50 years. Call now with your lawn and garden questions at 404-872-0750 or 1-800-WSB-TALK. And now, here's Walter. Happy Saturday morning to you. We are back halfway through WSB's Lawn and Garden Show. Walter Reeves has been hosting this show right here from this chair for 25 years. I'm Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves today. Been here about 10 years with you and with Walter every Saturday morning. Love taking your calls. We have a lot of great calls today. 404-872-0750. I bet I know what it is, Winston and Mickey. Mm -hmm. They're getting all their questions just out of their systems early because they know college football is coming up uh, later. Right. It sure is. It is now. I will give you some credit. I, I referred to Mickey and I's little spat a little earlier in the show. She's an Alabama fan, whatever. I'm a Georgia Bulldogs <laughs> fan. Do you cheer for any particular school? Uh, Yay, Georgia. Jason. All right. So you cheer for the home team then. <laughs> That's right. So, of course, the dogs at Vanderbilt today. Pre-game begins at 3.30. Kickoff at 7.30 from Nashville. You can listen right here on 95.5 WSB. Or now you can stream Scott Howard, the voice of the dogs, and the entire team, all of the action from our WSB radio app. So that is good news for folks who are not near the radio, you can still get WSB's coverage pre-game, post-game, all of that from the WSB radio app on your phone. Love it, love it, love it. So stay here for the home of the dogs. It's going to be an exciting season for sure. Jason, that was on point, man. Thank you so much. So, yes, we want to get uh, college football. We want to get our, our minds prepared for that. I just cannot wait. So excited for that. So thanks to everybody who has called and who's patiently waiting on the line. We're going to jump up to North Fulton County and talk to Sharon and Roswell. Good morning, Sharon. Uh, good morning, gang of three. Yes, indeed. Hello. Yeah, I know. It takes three of us <laughs> to do morning. what Walter yeah. does alone every Saturday. So <laughs> so a question about a redbud tree. Which kind? Uh, uh, rising sun. Love oh, it. Love it. Uh, yep. We talked about that in the first hour. That, yeah. yeah. So what you got? I heard you talking about uh, mine has lost its leaves already, and I didn't know if that's mm. normal oh. or uh, how old is is the plant? Not very yeah. uh, it's only like three years old. Hmm. It, it uh, shouldn't have. It have shouldn't, you, it, have yeah. you kept? Is it been watered this summer? Yeah. Have you got it under? Yes, for, I've watered. In, you know, in that extreme heat, I've watered like yeah. every other day. Yeah. Um, could be a little bit of a stress factor. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I would uh, rather see the leaves fall off yeah. than the leaves stay on there and turn mm -hmm. brown. Right. Right. Um, oh. If I were you, I would go out just go out and scratch the bark and see if it's still green still underneath green, it. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, probably I, I, okay. Any? Did you observe any kind of uh, insects or? No, like I even had an arborist out here, and, and uh, he said that it seems to be healthy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So now active <laughs> growth, we talked about time to fertilize and all of that. Would that maybe no. help? No. 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 That concerns me that it's losing the leaves. What can Sherry well, do? We see it, a lot of it, things it, do that yeah. when we have under stress the yeah. um, birches. birches. I'll do it. A lot of things stress. just drop all the. It's too hot. Fish. Yeah. 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 Probably just and leave then it alone. They, it would eventually, uh, you know, uh, lose all the leaves yeah. um, during the fall months. Yeah. So Another month or so. I would so try to encourage any new growth at this stage. Yeah. No, I wasn't. I just was hoping that it wasn't dead or if I did something wrong or... Yeah, as Mickey mentioned, just go out there with your pocket knife or maybe even something from the kitchen and 
through your fingernails. Kind of, well, yeah, kind of scratching a couple of the, the twigs and see if you've seen a green tissue. But what it always scares me when the trees, leave, the leaves are still on them. That's not everything, but if the leaves are still on them and they're turned brown, then that scares me. As long as they fall, it's usually, you're usually okay. Oh, okay. Well, that makes me feel better. Yeah, good. Good. I'm so glad to give you good news. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you. All right. Have an awesome weekend. Thanks so much for the great question. I mean, anybody that wants to call about a rising sun redbud, that is, love that tree so much. Greg in Marietta calling about a Japanese maple. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. Um, Have a question. The Japanese maple is 15 years old. We've lived here for for the last six years. It's done well. It gets early morning sun from the east until noon, very bright sun. for some reason, the, all the leaves have turned green, and the tips of the leaves are turning brown. And at the very top, there's a couple of shoots that have started to come out that is that deep red normal color of the Japanese maple. And I just had a concern as to what might be going on there. I just want to say hello to Mickey. She's a great Pike's associate. We shop at her store just five minutes away from our home. I concur with that. Well, Greg, let me give them just a second to think about your question. Okay, Greg, giving Mickey a great compliment, of course, the West Cobb Pike Nursery Store. So what do we think, Winston and Mickey, is going on with the Japanese maple? (laughs) The tips first, right? Yeah. Well, we we were talking about the green. A lot of times you'll see that when um, it's just this extreme heat. You know, it's it's affected everything. As far as the tips, usually when I see the tips of leaves turning brown, I think there's usually something going on in the roots. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, either too much water, too little water. I don't know. But if, if most of it looks all right. I probably wouldn't worry about it. If you've got some red, some of the newer, you said the newer growth, maybe at the top, that was red. I think that's pretty normal, yeah, too. Yeah. And so uh, I shouldn't be concerned to put any fungicide or anything no, of that type? I don't okay. think so. Yeah, no, I don't no. think okay. so. Are you seeing any kind of like uh, tip, branch tip dieback or twig dieback or anything like or that? Or just the tips of the leaves. Just or, the tips of the leaves, yeah, and it's all over the entire, you know, yeah. canopy of the of the tree. Yeah. And, and that could be weather-related, yeah. too. Um, Have you been watering it yeah. or no? Uh, yes, with the uh, irrigation system a couple of times a week. Uh, we, d- we just actually had uh, gardenias and dwarf azaleas planted by uh, Pikes, you know, Yay! with your design group oh, wow. uh, back in April. <laughs> Stupid time to do it, but they're doing well. I've oh, been good. watering those. So. Awesome. Yep. I-, I think it's just the heat. I just I think keep an eye on it. Um, Okay. Fall, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for the information and go dogs. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank oh, well. you so much for the call, Greg. Oh, you, Greg had your heart in time. Just <laughs> yeah. said that since Mickey's an Alabama fan. I love it. 404 872 Ready to get into some grass and some lawn questions. I knew we would have some. This is such a active time of the year to be doing things. And so Peter up in Buford is already thinking ahead. Good morning, Peter. Good morning. So yes, what, um, yeah, I, what's going I on with have, the Bermuda? I have uh, Bermuda grass, and it, it does well, but um, one section of it, because it doesn't get a, a lot of sun, uh, it, it started to fade, and it, you know, I can tell it, it's going to completely fade away. So I was just wondering if, um, if it's a good idea to put some zoysia there, since that's a shade-tolerant grass. Yeah. I, I would mix uh, the two varieties. 
You know, it's it's not it's never a good idea to mix you know your Bermuda with your centipede or centipede with any other you know or Bermuda with anything or zorgia for that matter. Uh, I think your problem is probably some shade. Maybe you have some uh, maturing trees. Uh, no, what happened is the homes are close together, uh-huh. yeah, and yeah. Okay. in between the homes, the sun doesn't get in there right, as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That um, could cause the same effect, yeah. Well, if you're going to take out the entire strip and you know replace it with zoysia, that might be a good option. Does he um, need some kind of barrier, though, so that one won't start invading right, the other? Right, but, but I wouldn't have them growing side by side. And how much sun do you actually get in there? I mean, direct sun. I, it's, it's like a 20-yard... Space, 20 feet space between the homes and um, the, the angle of the sun in the morning and the evening mm-hmm. it comes in the back right, of the, the, right. the homes and it goes to the front so it doesn't get in between it gets a little bit of sun but just, some exposure you know, but not yeah, yeah. well not how about enough, putting out just right. putting out some shrubs or maybe some ground cover yeah, or something like right there. A, yeah instead a of trying cover to or like a path yeah, and then yeah, maybe have some monkey grass like right, mondo, mondo grass the dwarf mondo is beautiful dwarf mondo is good um, or just establish a, a, some kind of a, you know, azaleas will do probably well there so that you don't have a lot of sun. Yeah, you might be and, fighting a losing yeah, battle with yeah. grass. Okay, yeah. okay. Grass doesn't so grow in the shade. Mix, yeah. Never a good idea to mix your grasses. No, it's never. One's never, always going to win yeah. out over the other, yeah. Yeah, and plus if you look at the different management regimes mm-hmm. for the different types of grasses, you know, typically they're okay. different. So Yeah, um, keep in touch with us, Peter. I, I mean, I would be really interested, you know, over the next few months or seasons to see what you decide to do and how it works out because your situation is probably very similar to a lot of other homeowners with the homes being so close together, just what right. to do with that space. Yeah, let us know, and Pike's Design Group can help you out as well with some ideas of what might work there and you know walk you through the store and kind of pick out the right plants for the situation but yeah i would abandon grass i think yeah okay thanks i appreciate it thank you so much for the call happy to help 404-872-0750 keith from conyers if you're somewhat quick with the question about a lemon tree we can help what's going on um i was out looking at uh my lemon tree um i was looking around the the base of it and it seemed like there's another one growing from the root system. I was wondering if, you know, I should leave it alone or if I can dig it up and, and move it or would that kill it? Uh, it's never, uh, typically most of your citrus plants are, are actually grafted or budded. So looking at the plant, if you actually purchase it from a nursery... Uh, I grew it from a seed. All right, if oh. you grew it from a seed, then right. Right, right. So it's not grafted, but yeah, you can actually, um, if it's if it's sprouting from the root system, yeah, if you can carefully detach uh, that sucker and and set it out somewhere else, you might get another plant from it. Yeah. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, right. great. Thank you so much, Keith. I love to hear that. Starting that from seed, yeah. how fun. But yeah. you won't expect any fruit, and even here in Georgia, too. I mean, a lemon tree is just... Uh, uh, tip, well, uh, if it's in a container uh-huh. uh, where you can you know, probably uh, keep it in the garage during the winter months and so forth, then you might get some fruits. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You could do that. Um, wow. Yeah, but... Would you have to have a pretty sunny garage, though? I mean, it's still going to need a little bit of sun, isn't it? Well, it, it might go a little bit dormant, but yeah. at least it, it won't die. Um, wow. Now, if you're growing uh, growing from seed, uh, it's probably going to take about six years for you to see the first fruit. 
So Keith's not going to be making us lemon meringue pies soon. <laughs> we got a few years to go. Well, that was a great but, question. Uh, yeah, yeah. But most of our fruit trees, you know, citrus in, in, in particular, they're all grafted. Yeah. Nice. Great. Well, thank you, Winston. Thank you, Mickey. Here on the Lawn and Garden Show, Ashley Frasca sitting in for Walter Reeves. Join us, 404-872-0750. We'll be back right after this. It's Scott Slade, host of Atlanta's Morning News on 95.5 WSB. The news and traffic teams will be here first thing Monday morning to help you get to work on time and informed. Now back to Walter Reeves and his lawn and garden expertise on 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's News and Talk. Local Georgia country artist Luke Bryan here on WSB. You don't often get to hear country music on WSB. Thanks to Jason Byers behind the board. Ashley Frasca in for Walter Reeves. Want to give you the forecast. Today, a high of 91, a low of 69. It's going to be sunny, a beautiful day today. Tomorrow, just a slim 20% chance for showers, maybe partly cloudy skies. High of 89, a low of 70. The complete weather forecast update comes up in 10 minutes here on 95.5 WSB. And we've been calling all morning for your questions. You call on the phone or use the open mic feature on the WSB radio app, which you can now use to listen to Georgia Bulldogs games all season long. But Mark in Lawrenceville did just that. Hi, Ashley. This is Mark in Lawrenceville. Quick question about Dallas grass. Is there anything that kills Dallas grass other than Roundup? Fantastic question. We've we've had a lot of questions about some grass and weed killers yeah. today. So, Winston, what do you think? So, uh, I'd be um, interested to find out, is it growing in an established lawn and, you know, what type of grass it is? Yeah. Because the uh, type of herbicide that's used would, um, you know, be dependent on um what is it growing in? Are you trying to kill? So let's assume yeah. that it's growing in a lawn that is not that does not go dormant. Because if right. he has concerns about right. Roundup, he knows you know if, I'm, right. if it's right. growing infested. So or it's something. it's a very um, tough um, weed, grassy weed to control. Um, it also produces a lot of viable seeds. So uh, from a preventive uh, <laughs> standpoint, it probably could put out a pre-emergent herbicide. <laughs> Uh, sometime, um, you know, uh, in the spring to um, early spring to prevent the seeds from from coming up. Um, but a non-selective herbicide is probably the best way to go. To and since kind of it's a it low-growing weed, you know, it doesn't get real tall. Uh, it just kind of sprouts out like manual yeah, removal if there's not yeah, a whole lot. Yeah, if, if you don't have a lot, yeah. yeah. And then um, it does send up these, you know, unsightly seed heads. That yes, can, well, that's know, true, yeah. Put out. yeah but, just um, mow over them and then you're knocking yeah, them everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, it depends on, you know, the course of action. It's going to be dependent on what type of grass, um, established grass is growing in. All right. Thank you, Winston. So we have Charlie from Flowery Branch, Mark and Roswell, Sylvia and Alpharetta, and more of your questions coming up here on 95.5 WSB.